You are listening. You're listening. You're listening. Estás escuchando. To the life. To the life. The life at AT&T. This is going to be good. You are listening to the life at AT&T podcast. Welcome to the life at AT&T podcast. I'm your host, Doug Magditch. On this episode, we're starting off at a ranch in rural eastern Oregon. Don't do. No, the rancher is not an AT&T employee. Come here. But he does make for some really good podcast sound, doesn't he? Good boy, come here. Come here. That's Rodney Johnson. You might even recognize his name. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, the paparazzi pretty much follows us everywhere out here. You'll understand why a rancher is a part of the story in a moment, but the actual employee we're featuring in this podcast about what it's like to work at AT&T is Josh Turnbow. He was out there working on that ranch, technically, but not as a ranch hand. How'd that look for you? That looked awesome. The sun coming through the tree? Yeah. Good? Yeah. Josh is a senior producer of content for AT&T's audience network. I'm gonna get inserts of Real stream close-up when you let me know when you're good, okay? This is some behind-the-scenes sound he recorded for us while shooting his latest documentary called American Standoff. It's a news story you might remember hearing about in early 2016. All right, let's take you to Oregon now where armed protesters have taken over the headquarters of the Malcure National Wildlife Refuge. But even if you did see it on the news, that doesn't mean you know the whole story. You know, they say that there was an armed standoff in Harney County. That is a total lie. That sound from one of the interviews Josh and his team did with some of those who were involved in the standoff. Here's Josh again. It follows the events of the Oregon standoff that took place in January. And, and what that basically was, was a, a kind of a, started out as a protest uh, to the, the treatment of a local ranching family that had been sentenced for starting a fire on government land. It's kind of complicated, but the basic idea is that a family of ranchers doing what was normally perceived as a normal ranching idea of what's called a backburn, the government threw the book at them and they, they were indicted and charged with a terrorism charge, an arson anti-terrorism charge that had a minimum of five years. So the local community was very upset by the ruling and therefore, a standoff took place of militia groups, other ranchers coming to protest. And that spun out of control into an armed takeover of a federal facility, which was a, a land management facility. And that's kind of where it hit the news. And the story is, as people will see, you know, the media portrayal of what was happening there, the reality was very different. And I think something that started out with a good intention of kind of bringing the plight of this family to the forefront, to, to the American public, got lost in kind of a misdirected effort to protest in, with an armed protest. And at that point, the story of this, these, these folks is lost. Right. Until our documentary reveals it. 
like you said, these are all things that you're working on, uh, just researching, things like that. Are you at I visited Josh and his team in their office in El Segundo, California, in the summer of last year, 2016. That's when the documentary was still very much in the works. I came to get an idea of what all goes into telling a story like this. So the, the key thing about what we do is this is a team effort, and the team looks at the project and says, let's make the best story possible. We're making original content here, right? That doesn't matter unless it's really compelling. So how did you find this story to begin with? There's always been a militia movement in America, and people are uncomfortable with it, and they're comfortable with it. Is it constitutional, is it not? That was the idea. Uh, okay, let's go out and do a real story on real people that are doing this thing that is not really understood, being part of a militia. So once Josh and his team have their idea, they start doing research and making calls. In this case, they were trying to find people in the U.S. who were part of a militia. That was back in 2015, long before the Oregon standoff. So at this point, you're exploring these ideas. Some of these may never happen, but you're just trying to figure out if, if they can happen at this point. We have to do our homework. We have to do our due diligence and say, there's two things we look for. Is there a story, a human story within these ideas? And can we get access to that story? And that's where Bobby Devoren on Josh's team shines. I have a producer for our audience at work. So my job is to develop the doc and the story, find and help Josh facilitate those or his vision. So I just have to get the players who are involved in that story. I'd call them up, try to get them to do interviews with us. And in this case, these people are not too welcome to strangers. The, we could say, quote unquote, a militia group or even the ranchers. They're not, they're hard to get a hold of for one. <laughs> I'm sure. Tell me what you mean by that. Like, so, do they not have the, phones or something? Phone, that... um, trying to get an email for a rancher is okay. It's, it isn't easy. A lot of them don't have emails. Like an example, when we started this out in September of last year on militias, it took at least three months for me to even break, for someone to even call me back. So then the story in Oregon hits the news. Josh and Bobby hopped on a plane. They were just doing it because they knew some militia members were involved in a standoff. And once we got there, we then drove another 40 miles. I mean, we weren't sure if we were going in the right direction. And there we found a, a, the media encampment and the standoff itself. So what do we do? We unpack the gear. We get the cameras ready. Um, I, I film it. Bobby's job is immediately to go make contact with people. We're about to film someone. We have to get permission for that. I'm scrambling, slipping on the ice with a camera to get in position. And we, at that point, you're making a movie. You're, you're starting to film. It's all about a good story. And if, if we can tell that, if we can be in the middle of that story. In this case, we were able to be in the middle of this, of this story. That's, it's not common. It's not always available to filmmakers to find a story that's taking place at the moment. We, we found that in this story and um, we're really fortunate, but I mean, in large part, this has come out of, you know, a lot of work to get there. Um, Bobby 
in our, when we started doing our early development uh, in this September of last year, Bobby didn't know at the time, but he had found people that we were going to talk to that would end up being key players in the story. As it is with documentaries, the story evolved into something else. And when the standoff happened in January, we started, you know, Bobby and I were there on the ground filming and talking to people. And we realized, oh, there's, there's co something completely different going on here. This is about a group of people that are in a, in a changing culture in the West. What's changing that culture? What is their personal story? How is it affecting them personally? And that what had been our initial seed of the idea of the militia, that was just a small part. And the story changed to become more personal. Josh and team found their real story in Oregon, the story of the people behind the standoff, people like Susie Hammond. Susie is the wife of Dwight Hammond and mother of Stephen Hammond. Dwight and Stephen were the ones arrested for setting fires on public land, the arrests that inspired the standoff. Our family members are not terrorists. That fantastic soundbite came from the seven hours Josh and Bobby spent with Susie. So did this one. I still love this country, and I wish we could fix it. Her whole interview is, we were almost in tears at the end of her interview. So Susie Hammond, we've tried, I'd say, realistically four months trying to get a phone number for this woman. But we heard that she doesn't do interviews. So that's where, that's where Bobby is a genius, right? Bobby comes in and he talks to, I think, 20 people. We finally got us to Susie. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. After months. And months. Wow. But she's so important to the story. She's thing. critical. Yeah. She is the story. That kind of commitment and legwork is critical, Josh and Bobby will tell you, to tell the best story. We constantly ask ourselves, are we getting the story? Are we getting the story? And then we come back and we look at our footage and we say, did we get it? Did we get the story? And, and that's the, the thing. We're constantly checking ourselves because we take it seriously. You know, someone has given us the resources to go do our job. We take it seriously. We're going to use those resources as efficiently as possible. It's on us and we feel the pressure. We really do feel the pressure to make something that's a really compelling story. You know, what, what does that mean, compelling story? That means you want to watch it. Something makes you a person who doesn't know about ranching, who doesn't know about land rights, who doesn't even know about a family, you become interested in them. And, and that's, that's kind of the power of storytelling. Now, everyone, go watch it and judge for yourselves. American Standoff is available on the Audience Network exclusively to DirecTV, DirecTV Now, and AT&T UVerse customers. Big thanks to Josh and team for giving us a peek behind the curtain at how a documentary is made. If you liked the podcast, please give us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, and you can reach me directly in an email to life at att.com. Thanks for listening.